It's the Dogcast, episode number 155, Nine Days to Go. Dog fans, it's the Dogcast, episode number 155, day 14 of fall camp, nine days to go to kickoff. Old Dog, how are you feeling about your number one ranked consensus AP ESPN SI consensus number one Bulldog team? Man, I have had a woody for the last two weeks just thinking about football season coming up. God almighty. It is the greatest time (laughs) of year there is. I mean, we have waited so long. We have made it through the doldrums of the summer. We've avoided a hurricane, and here it comes. We've even, I mean, we even drove back an invasion from a foreign country. We have driven the Russians out of Georgia football season can kick off. Listen, I want to thank everybody who sent us money and uh, bought war bonds this week. Uh, all the donations. And your efforts paid off. Your efforts paid off because I'm telling you, you know, it's like I said before, it's all fun and games till your ass gets to about Thompson and then we shut you down. The we Brunswick boys. We, we drew the line at I-20 and they didn't cross it. <laughs> Those boys from Brunswick came around and flanked them and it was lights out for the Ruskies, baby. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> so we set we 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 turned the Russian army back. We even stopped a hurricane, old dog. We've That's been a, busy here in Athens. We, we stopped we the hurricane. Sent the damn hurricane to Alabama. <laughs> Home first of, we rained first we rained on Urban Meyer's parade, then we sent it after Nick Satan. <laughs> or Saban, I'm sorry. <laughs> Nick Saban. Nick Satan what whatever. Hey look, there's the old ringer. We haven't heard the old cell phone ringer in a long time, old dog. Man, hang on, hang on just a sec. I got one of my Gamecock fans calling in. He may want to be on the show. Dog fans, while old dog takes this call from the old Gamecock fan, I'm just going to let this record for a second. No, man, I'm in the middle of a show. I just want you to know that old dog, his ringer, I'm telling you, I want you guys to know that we are a professional recording team. We're not just doing this in our living room or something. We really are total pros. So while it may seem that old dog is actually taking a cell phone call in the background, he really is doing this as a bit. This is just a fake thing in our genuine recording. Man, Derek will be down here on. My man Derek will be down here on Friday. He's the guy you need on electronics. Our genuine recording you, studio. You got it. This just keeps getting better and better. Oh, so, absolutely. Hey, I've got lots of stuff to say. We've got a big stack of stuff, so bear with us, dog fans. No kid. While old dog shoots the breeze oh, yeah. with this guy just called in here. Oh, okay, okay. Now I can actually hear the other guy talking in the background too. How ridiculous! Sorry, would that be fun? <laughs> 
We really are going to okay. talk about Logan Gray and Richard Samuel, no Sean Moreno. We've got stuff to talk about AJ Green and the blackout, right, the new towels. I got all kinds of all right, stuff. To talk. We got a new radio show and a new pool. Okay, hang on. Here we go. Back to the show. I'm back with you. Oh, that's great, old dog. Well, Man, I was just... that was that was our one of our number one Gamecock fans calling in. Needs to. I mean, this is how far behind they are. The man needs to buy a flat screen TV, and who does he call? He, me, me, and Derek. He's a philistine, a savage. But anyway, uh, moving on, old dog. Let's talk about the scrimmages and practices this week. We're day fourteen. Man, camp. don't don't be talking about that. Let's talk about what everyone wants to know and the key to victory. Who is the starting offensive line? Stacy Searles. Tell us about you know. The Atlanta Constitution had a great article, a very favorable, great article about the friend of the dog cast, our best friend on the coaching staff, Stacy Searles. That's right. We are the only media outlet the man will talk to. That is the truth. When you hear that he's been muzzled, don't you believe it? Because the dog cast, we know what's up. We are, you know, we we've got the wire on Stacy Searles. So That's old dog. Right. Tell us, old dog. Tell us about this new offensive line that the great coach Searles has cobbled together in the absence of Trenton Sturdivant. Well, I mean, the, the thing is, and, and let me, I mean, for, before we talk about Stacy a little bit, let's let everybody know what it looks like in the starting five that we're going to have against Georgia Southern and probably going to take this throughout the season, although we're going to have a lot of rotations. As we figured, they moved Keontae Tripp over to left tackle. Got our man blockhead Vince Van at left guard, or Vince Vance. I always, you know, get him upset with that actor. Yes. Chris Davis at center, and now the real shocker, and this is uh, this is huge. True freshman Cordy Glenn going to be starting at right guard with John Davis, with Josh Davis heading down the right tackle position. Do you, dog fans, I'm not sure if you're aware of how huge this information is about Cordy Glenn. But, old dog, I just want you to explain, where is Kevin Perez? Where is Clint Bowling? Where well, is Ben Jones? They are, they, are looking, they are looking at three deep on the death chart. That is just the kind of job that Coach Sorrells has done with this group. I mean, he has gone out. We have gotten some very, very talented kids out of high school, Gosh. and he has molded them into guys that are ready to play. They're saying this this Glenn kid is at the same level that Sturdivant was last year. Man. And old dog, listen, dog fans, let's just stop for a second and reflect upon our blessings. Because if you've been listening to the dog cast since the beginning, then you've been with us since the dark, dark days of Neil Calloway. Back in the dark Lord days when we only recruited maybe one, maybe two offensive linemen a year. Right, and they usually had some kind of nagging injury. Right. Back in the dark, dark days when we didn't right. have you an know, offensive line. If you were 6'6", 318 and healthy, we didn't need you. Exactly. What we were looking for was 6'2". 285 and a bum knee. 285 and a bum knee with the, com with the complimentary bad shoulder. 
That's right. I guess we knew we could sign your ass. If you're new, <laughs> if you're new to being a dog fan, or if you're new to being a dog cast listener, you know that we don't mess around when it comes to offensive line because the heartbeat of every great football team is the offensive line and its offensive line coach. If you don't have an offensive line, I don't care who you got running the ball. I don't care who you got throwing the ball. It doesn't really matter who you got on defense because you're never going to score. Offensive line is the key, baby. And we are so deep that we can start true freshmen. And Kevin Perez, who played six games last year, is not even going to make. I mean, the fact that we got guys like Ben Jones and Clint Bowling and Kevin Perez sitting the bench keeps me sleeping like a baby at night, baby. Because I know that Coach Searles has got it figured out. There is. There's no... No doubt about that. And, I mean, you know, and the odds makers and everyone else, they aren't fools. And you are going into, they ranked us number one, and we are going to have new starters. Now, I'm not talking about guys that haven't played, but we, our entire offensive line, every starter is going to be in a brand-new position. Either it's going to be the first time they've ever started a college football game, or it's going to be the first time they've ever started a college football game at that position. And you're telling me you're not worried about that old dog? I am not. Because? We've got the best offensive line coach in the nation. Stacey probably And probably the best assistant coach there is. Well, I think it's the Frank Broyles Award for the best assistant coach. Yeah. And I don't and I'm not sure. I don't think it's limited to an offensive or defensive coordinator. Uh Stacy should have won it last year and if we and if our line performs like we think it will this year, he certainly ought to be a candidate for that award. I agree. Because no one has done the kind of job that he does and he has consistently put together great offensive lines everywhere he has been. I'm telling you, friend of the dog cast, Stacy Searles. Even though he's an Auburn Tiger at heart, he's still a friend of the dog cast, and we love him down here on Lumpkin Street. Well, the man the man was born in Georgia, made made a mistake by going to Auburn, and has now and Ended up coaching at LSU, but now has corrected it, seen the error of his ways. That's right. He's come full circle. He's finally, he's finally come home. Well, I tell you what, as great as offensive line is, thanks for that update on O-line. Let's talk about the rest of the team. Because we had a scrimmage this week. And, you mean uh, there, are other, there are other positions in the offensive line? Really? No, actually, check this out, old dog and dog fans. Noshawn Moreno, how excited would you be to see Noshawn Moreno returning punts, old dog? That... Come on. Now, I'm talking about theory, okay? Not reality, but just how exciting is the it would theory? Be, it would harken me back to the early 80s, back when we kind of used Herschel Walker like a nuclear bomb. <laughs> when things... When things were rough, when things were bad, and we needed something to happen, he would get back to return a kickoff. And I would love to see Noshon back there returning punts. Not because, every time, I mean, but just the, some, right? The man, the man is elusive. 
No well, Sean can make throw, you lose your job, is what you said. But I wanted, I wanted to throw this great quote in from Tanner Strickland about Stacy, talking about what a great teaching coach he is. Yes. He says, if you're not doing the right thing, he's got to replace you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way he teaches. <laughs> you need to learn or leave the field. That is tough love, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so talking about this punt returning thing, you got no Sean Moreno back there practicing punt returns. And I'll tell you, an even bigger surprise to me than that, you also got Logan Gray quarterback of the future returning punts. Yeah. Now, you know, I'm kind of excited about I mean, this who, kid's versatility. Who would, ever think, who would ever think that you would have a young, skinny, white quarterback as your punt returner? He must be something special. I didn't see the punts that he tried to return, but who would even thought that it would be possible that a skinny little white kid quarterback could even Think about running back punts. I know it. You gotta love it. I really do. I really do. I think that's exciting. And, and I'll I tell you what, that is that is thinking outside the box. And speaking of thinking outside the box, man, that's such a natural, awesome segue. I'm fixing to launch Did you on like that? I'm fixing to launch off on some bulldog philosophy here for you, dog fans. All right. Coach Rick is on the record. You know, we've been talking about this. I just want to talk about this for a second. Coach Rick's on the record as saying this past week that pretty much nobody is going to be redshirting this year, that everybody's going to be playing, unless you get like a medical redshirt or something. And I just want to talk for a second about Coach Rick, because this is when you would cue up the man crush music, old dog, about how much I love Coach Rick. Let me tell you something. Ever since we kind of got this little groove or this little mojo thing that we've had since we danced on the field in the Florida game where we've just been smashing people, I don't know how Coach Rick got his groove going, but I do know this. I know that this guy, Coach Rick, used to be really reserved and really serious on the sideline. And he's gone from being the old Coach Rick that we knew for the first six and a half years of his tenure, to this new guy who's just wild and crazy and willing to do anything to win and anything to motivate and inspire his players. And since we've been smashing people, and now we've got these preseason ratings and stuff, he's talking about players publicly, like the things he said about A.J. Green, and now he's saying no red shirts. I just want all the dog fans out there to get my take on this. I believe that what Coach Rick is trying to say without saying these words is, is that we are really, really close to something really special this year. And he's willing to risk a season or two of eight and four in order to push all his whoa, chips. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on. Look. Listen, let me finish. Eight and four, eight and four ain't ever going to happen as just, long as Coach Rick is there. I'm just, just let me finish. I didn't say it was going to happen. What I'm saying is, is by making this call along the red shirts, he's basically pushing all his chips in the middle of the table. He is telling you You're that saying look, he's all in. He is all in, and I love it. I love it, baby. He is all in. 
one player makes one play to win one game in the middle of the season, that could be the difference between Orlando and Miami, baby. And Coach yeah. Rick has said, you know what? We're going for it. We're going to step on the gas, and we are putting it – we are all in. And I love it. Oh, you got to. I love this new Coach Rick that is willing to risk and reach and stretch for something great because I'm ready for something great. I'm tired of – I mean, I hate to say it, but I'm tired of 10-2. and two. I'm tired of being the SEC runner-up. I think – it's time for us to try and move to the next level. And I know we've got a tough schedule. And I know it's going to be a long Toughest season. in the nation. I know it's going to be a long season. But I'm telling you, we are really close to something really great. And I believe we are really going to go for it. And I think Coach Rick really believes. And I, I just love that. I think it's great. I think we're really close, guys. And it's going to be a great season. Well, I think probably after several years, he grasped really what a true head coach needed to do and had enough confidence in his coordinators and his to staff. handle the X's and O's yeah. that he could, you know, lend himself and get out there, you know, to do the things that the head coach needs to do, which is really basically motivate the team and doing it. And there has appeared to be no greater motivator than Mark you know, over this past, you know, from the Florida game now, on. And really over that, I think it probably hit in that Vanderbilt game. When he's or out there pushing the, players around. Possibly even after the Tennessee game, when Man. we were so damn embarrassed. I mean, that was a turning point, really. I mean, you know, and the way he acted, you know, with the folks, you know, what they did to the, the Vanderbilt V or whatever, you know, basically said, you know, we don't do this, but again, he realized that the team reflects the personality of the head coach. And he was just sitting on the sidelines, you know, that kind of, you know, you go back two years. You know, he was that stoic guy, and he was really putting too much on himself. Right. You know, he was the head coach and the offensive coordinator and just kind of waiting for something to happen. And granted, you know, we're Georgia, we have the talent and, we can win, but by letting some of that responsibility go, and I really think bringing out the true personality in himself, that reflects on the team, and you just look on the role that we have been on since then. You know, old dog, it wasn't long ago. Again, I keep going back, and this is all of our preseason stuff, by the way, but you remember old dog. We used to do the dog cast. I remember sitting right here in the bunker talking about how disgusted we were with we had Georgia defensive players saying things like, well, Vanderbilt they wanted it more than Vanderbilt just wanted it more than us. Yeah. Kentucky just wanted it more than us. Right. I'm telling you, I was so embarrassed and disgusted by that attitude, and I am glad to have buried that because I don't think that there's anybody in the country that wants it more than us. No, and I don't I don't think you'll hear any of those boys say that from any longer. And I tell you what, nothing did my heart any better than seeing the entire team get out there and dance in the end zone against Florida. Yeah. That truly was a turning point that said we don't give a damn what people think about us. We are Georgia and we are moving forward. It's a new era. 
You better believe, after the Florida game, after we ran the ball 10 plays in a row on the opening drive and smashed it into the end zone and danced on their damn field, you better believe that Florida didn't think that they wanted it more than the Georgia Bulldogs last year. There ain't no doubt about it. By God, Hawaii didn't want it more than Marcus Howard wanted it. And I'm telling you, we are on the edge of something special, dog fans. Nine days to go till kickoff. I'm about to break something, old dog. We got more stuff to talk about. Let's talk about the blackout. Let's go over the rules. Man, for the let's, let's talk. Let's my ADD is out of control. Let's talk about our Brandon Sutherland. The man is a miracle healer. I think <laughs> Tim Tebow may have waved his hands over whatever, but I'm telling you right now, I think we're going to see Brandon Sutherland in Tempe at the Dogapalooza. Really? You think he's going to show up at the Dogapalooza? The man is in sneakers now. Oh, man. He is. He is half in the boot, half out of the boot. By Monday, he's hoping he's not in the boot at all. Uh, Best case scenario, he is going to be playing against Arizona State. Luckily for us, worst case scenario, he's going to be there for the Tennessee game. Man, I'm happy about that. Best fullback in the country. And we got a game in between against Nick Satan. That's right. Well, while we're talking about players, let's talk about A.J. Green solidifying his place on the depth chart. If you weren't watching, A.J. Green moved up to second on the depth chart behind Muhammad Masakwa. But here's the critical difference, I mean, uh, old dog. He's second behind Momass, but he's first string when we go to goal line offense. What do you think? I don't know. What do you think play we might have in store for a 6'4", 42-inch vertical jumping receiver when we get down to the goal line, old dog? Maybe a little, maybe a little fade in the end zone? A little fade to the corner where we just tell the cornerback, hey, we're going to throw the ball up in the air and our guy's going to jump, and we want you to jump, too, and see if you can yep. catch the ball. I'm telling you, they've moved A.J. Green up to first string on goal line offense, and I am really liking that strategy. you got to love it. Well, all right. Are you ready to talk about blackout rules now? Yeah, let's go ahead. Real quick, because we've had some people ask. We've had a lot of listeners email us and say, hey, what game's going to be the blackout this year? Are you guys excited about a blackout? When should we do the blackout? I thought it would be a good time to talk, because it's still preseason, about the rules for blackouts. Old Dog, I'll let you start. What what do you have to say about blackouts? Well, to me, a blackout is it's like your first strike weapon. It's not something you want to use on a daily, weekly, or even a yearly basis. It's something that needs to be called out on a special occasion, and it needs its own momentum. Now, a few rules for it is, first off, a blackout should never, ever be used outside of the state of Georgia. Okay. Now, I say this. I would say Sanford Stadium, but one time it would be fun to block out that little podunky ass field in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, but we're ever going to wear the color jersey. I'm not there. sure we ever need to do that. Yeah. But it would be fun <laughs> to do it sometime. So I'm going to say a blackout should never be done outside of the state of Georgia. 
Rule Second off, it should never be done before 7 o'clock at night. Okay, I can agree with that. And uh, and it's not something that we need to say, what game's going to be the blackout, what, you know, this year, that year. It just kind of needs to have a momentum all of its own. We might not have a blackout this year. I, I totally agree. And and really, that's the point I wanted to make. Because I think it should be something special. I don't think – I think if you try to do it every year or and if you try to add any regularity to it or any frequency to it – It loses. It, it loses its power. Exactly. It just becomes a damn uniform option at that point. That's right. Look at poor old Clemson up there. Hell, they've got purple pants and purple jerseys and orange pants and orange jerseys and white pants and white jerseys. You never know what they're going to wear. They're like a retarded kid with a box of Crayolas. Okay, right. you never know what they're going to come out in. They look like idiots. So, and and, 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 and God you know, forbid, and get me the God forbid, Oregon with their you know their oh. chain link and mesh, and they got a hundred and seventeen different uniform options. Black jerseys are not a uniform option. Not even something we need to pull out every year. Because, like no. you said, if you do it too often, it becomes something that's not special. So. I don't want to talk about when the next blackout is going to be, when we need to have a blackout. You'll just know when it's time for a blackout. Well, I'll tell you this, and, and I'm going to amend rule number one right now. I am going to call for a blackout on January 10th or whatever the damn date is in Miami, Florida, when we play USC for the national championship. <laughs> I hear That you. needs to be. And I ain't talking about I ain't talking about the University of Carolina. I'm talking about Southern Cal. <laughs> I hear you, buddy, because that's the only national championship game any USC is ever going to play in. It's going to be Southern Cal. <laughs> you got that right. All right, so I just wanted to cover those. And uh, speaking of other things about crazy things, old dog, did you know we've got a new spirit towel this year? Oh, I know you're a big fan of the spirit towel. So I want yeah. to tell you about the new towel because you remember last year. Or is it like is it a heavier terry cloth? No, 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 no. Better thread count to no, it. No, 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 no. Okay, if you're if you're a new listener to the Dogcast, you need to know that we're we're also really down on manufactured enthusiasm. Okay, like these new little things they try to come up with, like the spirit towel. Well, if you remember the I'm for Georgia red spirit towel, you remember that went over like a damn wheelbarrow full of bricks. Okay. Yeah. Well, they've got a new spirit towel out this year, and I swear it's even stupider. The new spirit towel, old dog, is black. It's not red. But here's the really cool thing. And, and also, in addition to being a black towel, this is what it says on it. It's time to tee it up in Athens. That's the spirit towel. It's time. I've got, to, I've got a golf towel that yeah, says that. It's time to tee it up. What the hell? Who the hell came up with it? It's time to what? tee it up. I mean, tee what up? Tee up the football on a kicking tee? Are we talking about a golf ball on a golf tee? What kind of damn towel is that for a football game? It's time am, to tee it up. I'm afraid I know where the guy that thought up the Lou Holtz pep talk ended up. <laughs> I'm telling you what. Come on with the Holy spirit cow. towel. Let's what get a, a damn grip. 
Get a grip. Tee it up in Athens on on a, Yeah, I'm gonna be waving yeah, I a mean, black spear. You know, I, I, I'm gonna say right now, if you're a real Georgia fan, you're not swinging a damn towel over your head. Exactly. You're not gonna be swinging a black towel over your head. No. Um. Okay. Holy, I mean, uh, I know. Geez. I just wanted to put that out there because I knew you'd get excited about it. Yeah, hey. and and if and if you are in the stadium and someone next to you is swinging a towel over their head, smack them in the head them and tell them to sit their ass down and grow up. <laughs> or just, I just smack them in the back of the head. Yeah. All right, now we're moving on. Moving on. I've got ADD in high gear right now. I know you do. We're we signed on the new deal today, old dog. The new radio gig. Now, we don't have it. I mean, I know we have a lot of listeners. We've got listeners from Outer Mongolia to Antarctica to the Sydney Harbor in Australia, Oxford, and we England. Got people, we got people in China bootlegging us in. I know, I know. And we have been on the official banned website list for Red China for two years now. you got to love it. But we're still sneaking in there with That's Bulldog right. News for the Those Red China. Take us. The commies hate us, man. But... Because we are, because we are capitalists from the word go. <laughs> Speaking of which, I got a T-shirt today that's got a picture of a, a damn Democratic donkey on it. You know the ass, yeah, with, with a red circle and a line through it. Now that that's Ted Kennedy, right? Yes, and my and his shirt says "Defeat, Defeat" in 2008. I think that's funny. I'm gonna wear it every day. But anyway, all right, new radio gig. <laughs> We're on 96.1, 96 Project, 96.1, New Rock in downtown Atlanta. Old Dog, we're going to be doing a, an hour during drive time from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. with Giant Brian on 96.1 in downtown Atlanta. So, That's that Cyclops guy, right? He's got the <laughs> one eye in the middle of the forehead. I don't know if he's a Cyclops or not, but he is a huge guy. I know that. He's a huge guy that looks like, you know, he's... He's partly a wrestler, partly a radio guy. But anyway, gotcha. if you're in Atlanta, be looking for us at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Friday mornings before every game, 12 games in a row. Every Friday morning, we're going to be on 96.1 in Atlanta from 8 to 9 in the morning. So if you're sitting in your car and that traffic on Georgia 400, check us out at 8 and 9 in the morning on 96.1. Now, let's talk about Dogapalooza. Dogapalooza update. That's my drum roll for the dog of Palooza. That was pretty lame, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a, like a three on the scale of one to ten. Okay, yeah. dog of Palooza. I just got an email during the show, old dog, just seconds ago from my showbiz wife, who's come up with some bars in downtown Tempe that we might want to host. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You are in the same house, and your wife is emailing you? Dude, that's the way we roll, man. Oh, I tell you what. You are so far advanced in technology than I am. It's unbelievable. I sit on the sofa next to my wife while we're watching TV, and she texts me on my Blackberry. That's just the way it rolls. That's the way it rolls in my house. I but hear you. Check out these Dude, two. That's the way it rolls in the bunker. Check out these two bars that the showbiz wife came up with for us. One bar is called Long... Wongs, as in L-O-N-G-W-O-N-G, Long Wongs. She thought that no, might be I'm a good bar for us to hang out. Long Dong, but not the Wong. <laughs> and the other bar, I think we may have to stop in here for just one cold beer because I like the name of the place. It's called Dos Gringos. 
Oh, you gotta like that. I'm in and that, and that's what you and I are. We are Dos Gringos, man. So Dos Gringos sounds like a place we need to check out for one cold beer when we're Ain't no camping. doubt about it. But I just the the Dogapalooza update is is that there is no update. But we are definitely gonna be getting together at a bar in downtown Tempe on Friday night. And we're also gonna be definitely I think we're gonna be tailgating I'm just not sure if we're going to be tailgating downtown or out of town. We're working on that yet. So, still, the rule and, you know, is and, and I'm just not get sure, yourself. I'm not sure that a bar on Friday night is going to be able to hold us. We might take the party to the street. We might burn Tempe to the ground. Well, here's what I'm promising the dog. Now, I'm not nation. calling for any kind of destruction. When I say burn, I mean having some fun. But we may just take over downtown Tempe. We may. Because I, I guarantee you, they have not seen anything like what the Dog Nation is bringing to I tell Arizona. 10,000 Bulldog fans in downtown Tempe. I'm telling you, Friday night before the game, and that is, Saturday and, night and after that the game. And that is like 100,000 Pac-10 fans. I know, exactly. So here's my promise to the Dogcast Nation. By next week, this is the last show we're going to do before our Georgia Southern pregame show, which will come out a week from today. And when we do that Georgia Southern pregame show, I'm going to have the full details on the bar, the location for the Friday night stuff, and the location for all the Saturday stuff. So now, check it out. Don't we need someone to pick us up at the airport? I don't know. We might. We might. Or maybe we'll get that damn trolley. I'll leave the trolley. Who knows? Well, we're going to be doing something Friday. But the point is, next week, join us next week on next week's show for all the details Same about the dog of police. bulldog time. Same <laughs> bulldog station. Okay, I've got a couple more things to cover before this show is over. Let's talk about Richard Samuel. Okay. I mean, here is an unknown pushing the great Caleb King to the limit, and I think we're going to see probably as many carries by Mr. Samuel this year as we will Caleb King. Listen, I know this is going to hurt some people's feelings, but I'm telling you, number 10, Richard Samuel, number 10 in your program, has, I and believe, number one in your heart, has, I believe, exposed a flaw in the in the incredible Caleb King's character that you and I, old dog, hinted to last season. And that is, I'm not sure, you know, Caleb King is sitting down now. How many practices is he going to miss with this hamstring injury? Four. Missing four practices with this hamstring injury. And I'm here to tell you, dog fans, it ain't all that is it ain't all hamstring that's hurt on Caleb King. His damn feelings and his damn ego are hurt quite a bit also because he's been being told for about ten years now that he was gonna be the man at UGA. And everybody around him's been telling him that. Every fan's been telling him that. And he's finding out that it takes more to be the man at Georgia than just showing up and saying, I'm the man. That's right. Because there's plenty of guys that want to be the man at Georgia. And I'm telling you, I had a guy call him Caleb Sanks today, old dog. Oh, Ca oh that's, that's cold. That's rough. That's cold, man. Caleb Sanks is sitting on the damn bench right now thinking about whether or not he really has the heart to be a damn bulldog running back or not. 
you so, know, and and I'm t and I'm not saying that you know Caleb King is going to be a great running back. I, I, this is more of a thing on just you know how good Richard Samuels is, how much that kid wants it, as opposed to Caleb King. Caleb King has not gotten worse. No, he that's is a true. great running back, and but it's just good to see someone just have the desire and the want and the need to be a bulldog and to lay it all out on the line. I'm telling you. And this kid is, he is something else, and we're going to see big things from him. Competition makes everybody better. And there's no doubt that Caleb King is going to be a good running back. He is a good running back, and he will probably play for the dogs and be great. But I'm telling you right now, He's nursing a damn sore ego as much as he's nursing. I mean, he's got to find the heart to recover from this little setback that he's run into. Hold That's on a second. Right. Hold on. Matthew Stafford just got here. All right. Thanks, Matthew. All right. Anyway, um, I know. Showbiz wife here. Uh, look, now, see, here's how the showbiz wife works. She thinks I'm not good enough to come down here and see the email. So now she's walked into the bunker and said, read my email, which, of course, we've already done. Yeah, so now, did she text you first and say, read it, and you didn't <laughs> respond to it? Or? We're all over the place here, man. we got to move along. We're just This show's rambling. God, we're all over the place. Okay, look. Last thing I want eight, to talk about. Eight suspensions for Georgia Southern for the starting for the first game of the season. Really? Yes. Georgia Southern. Eight Georgia suspensions. Southern has eight suspensions. And this two is the starters, team. two starters, three backups, and three players that no one's ever heard of before, and no one will ever hear of again. Now this is the team that lost their quarterback and their running back, right? Yes. Mm. All right. Last new thing to talk about on this show tonight. For those of you, the few of you that go to the website to listen to the show or vote in the polls or whatever, and for those of you that get the show straight off your iPod, I want to encourage you to do something new. We're rolling out something new on the website, or at least I think we're rolling out something new. you got to check it out. We're going to have a new little widget on the website. It's going a to be widget? in the left. Yeah, a widget. Okay, that doesn't a act me. Forget about those. Everybody else that listens to this show that's under the age of 40 knows what a widget is, okay? We're going to have this new little it's thing. It's something they talk about in an economics class. It's a little picture, <laughs> old dog, that's going to be on the website. And it's going to lead you. We're going to have a, we're going to have a pool. We're going to have a football-picking pool. And you're going to be picking straight-up SEC winners every week. Straight-up, not against the spread. The pool provides the spread, but you're just picking straight-up winners. And every week, we're going to have 12 or 13 games. You're going to be able to pick all the SEC games, including Georgia, of course, as well as the Georgia Tech game. Those games are going to be every week. And if you, can, if you win, we're going to have weekly winners in the Dogcast poll. And I'm going to, if you win, I'm going to mail you something, a bumper sticker or a koozie or a T-shirt or something. Maybe a pen. Maybe a pen, maybe a damn UGA Alumni Association sticker. Who knows what? I'll mail you something from our, our prize closet, okay? But anyway, if you're interested in playing against me and Old Dog, we're going to be picking in this pool every week. All you, it's free to sign up. It's free to play. The whole thing is administered and scored. You don't have to do anything but go to the website and make your little picks. Pick, 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 and you're done. 
So check it out. It's going to be on the website, the Dogcast Pool. We want as many listeners as we can get to join, and it's kind of a fun thing. You talk trash and all that kind of stuff in there, you know. So see if you can beat me and Old Dog in some in uh, picks. And you can win valuable prizes. And you can win valuable prizes like you know business cards and stickers. And I've got a. I'm looking. I've got an old. <laughs> see if you don't live in the South, dog fans, you don't get access to cool things like a half gallon bucket of Mayfield dog bones ice cream flavor. Oh man, you've got one of those. I have a tub, an empty and cleaned out tub that I use as like a damn candy dish on my desk. It's wow. a tub of Mayfield ice cream, dog bones flavor. And it's got a picture of a bulldog and licensed G's. Mm. Strawberry ice cream with chocolate-covered pretzels. I might send that to you. I might send it to you with candy in it. There's no telling what you might win if you win well, something from the prize empty closet. candy wrappers. <laughs> you never know, baby. <laughs> All right, dog fans. That's it for this show. I just wanted to thank a couple of guys. I got to give a couple of thank yous out to Nate for all the help with the new logos. If you look at your beautiful iPod right now, you're seeing the new logo Great job. that Nate designed for us on the website and the new iPod logo. John's doing a great job with show artwork. All of our callers and emailers, guys, it's been the most. I mean, this is this preseason is incredible. We got nine days to go, dog fans. Man, um, counting it down, does it get any better? than this. Golly, this nine is days. the start. I mean, we are going to rule. Yeah, if we can ever get off this rambling-ass show that we got going yeah. for like an hour. Dog fans, give us a call. So three seconds. Give us a call at 706-534-1516. And I'm going to finish up this show with a great new song from Ryan Parker, a song you guys have hopefully never heard before, but I think it's pretty funny. So here it is. Dog fans, until next week, Dogapalooza details, Georgia Southern pregame. Give them hell, dogs. We're out of here. We will see you in Athens in nine days. I can't wait. The SEC is better than the Big Ten. Even though some Buckeyes still pretend. That poor Ohio State is really, truly great. Even after LSU beat them down again The SEC is better than the Big Ten It's like comparing little boys to men The Big Ten should concede Due to lack of speed Most when they play the SEC They're never gonna win I'll take a Mississippi day or Alabama over sitting in Wisconsin in the cold I'll take a volunteer or a gator in a fight With a boilermaker, gopher, or a hoosier who will fold I'd rather watch some southern bells dressed in Kentucky blue Than to watch some wolverines who look like men I know it's rather obvious and probably nothing new But the SEC is better than the Big Ten Better than the Big Ten Yeah, Eli Manning proved it once again When he dropped a rebel bomb On a quarterback named Tom Who once played third string for Michigan 
Stafford is a passing phenomenon. Then he takes Florida to win the SEC. How can a team win the SEC when their defense gives up just about as many points as the offense scores? My opinion on Florida, you can score you you know, you can score as many points as you want to with your offense, but if you ain't got a defense, you're not gonna win a game. My point, offense wins games, defense wins championships. Georgia has a defense, we're gonna win a championship. Sound a little arrogant? I'm a Georgia fan. What can I say? Anyway guys, this is Ryan and Wanda. Go dogs. Hey guys, this is Adam down in Jacksonville, long-time listener. Um, I know in the last show you mentioned the question about whether they're going to play Superman this season um, at all. And uh, when Coach Rick came to Jacksonville for the uh, for his uh, yearly uh, visit before the season started, he said that uh, they will not be playing that song anymore after he found out what the uh, what the lyrics meant. Um, that he was offended and actually apologized that they even played it to begin with. So I do not think you're going to be hearing that this year. Uh, anyway, that's it. You're doing a great job. Enjoy the show. Thanks a lot.